Thank you for listening to the Park Church Podcast. I hope you enjoy the sermon. Okay, well, good morning, everybody, and firstly, uh, thank you so much for inviting us here this morning to tell you about the work of uh, CAP, against Christians Against Poverty. Um, when we work with people, they get a bit anxious about the old Christian bit, and we say, well, it's, it's kind of Ron Seal, you know, it says what it is on the tin. It's Christians, we're against poverty. There's no question about who we are. So my name is Colin Richards. I am the debt centre manager based in uh, Kirkintillock. Our debt centre covers Kirkintillock over to the Campsie Hills. And we sort of go all the way up through Cumbernauld and we bump into, into Stirling. Um, and we come across to sort of Moody's Burn, Bishop Briggs and that sort of area where we come into the debt centre that covers um, Uddingston. Did you know you have a debt centre in Uddingston? No. Well, you have a debt centre in Uddingston based at uh, Park, um, View Park Parish Church. And there is an incredible guy there who is the equivalent to me uh, called Billy Watson. So if ever you come across Billy, he is the man who, who does what I do, uh, but for this end of town. And we swap clients now and again because people move backwards and forwards between this area in Cumbernauld and back and forth. So you see, it's quite classy Cumbernauld. People move, you know, <laughs> back and forth. So um, I've been the debt centre manager in Kirkintillock for, um, since July 17. And our centre has been running there for over six years now. And um, in that time, we've, uh, we've seen a lot. I, I could tell you stories all day, but I'm told we need to be out by at least by 12. So um, I will, I, we can cover that at, at coffee break. What I want to talk to you about today is probably the last taboo in our society. We talk about everything now. It's... Things are far more liberal. We talk about sexuality and all the variations of that. We talk about our, our health conditions. We're far more open about those kind of things. We talk about our relationships. We talk about our feelings. We talk about our politics. We even talk about our religion. But the one thing we don't talk about is money. Now, we'll qualify that. People talk about money if they've got money. If they've got loads of money. They, sh- they, they don't talk about it, they actually show it. The flash car and all that kind of stuff. But what they don't talk about is when they don't have money. They don't talk about when they don't have money. They keep it secret. They keep it private. Other folk are not to know. And they will do anything to keep the image, the illusion that their finances are okay, that they're doing fine, that they have what everybody else has, that they're keeping up with the Joneses. But ultimately, there becomes a tipping point, and that's where CAP comes in. So who is CAP? CAP, Christians Against Poverty, not to be confused with CAB, which is Citizens Advice Bureau, who also do debt counselling services, thank goodness, because we or they couldn't cope with everybody. So CAP uh, does debt, debt management services. We do a money course where we teach people how to manage finance, their personal finance. So if you like, debt is the, is the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff, and the money course is the fence at the top of the cliff. We try to catch people 
before they go over by teaching them how to manage their finances properly. Many go over before they, they walk around the fence. They go straight over the edge. We also have job clubs. And we have, um, in, in CAP, we do job clubs which are more successful at getting people into work who've been long-term employed than any government initiative that's been out there. This is the church out there in society at the front line, at the coalface. We do a thing called Fresh Start, which uh, is a service for people who are coming out of addictions. And I'm, I'm not talking hard heavy heroin drug type stuff because we do not have the skill or resources but we are talking about people who have addictions maybe around the more milder drugs smoking um, weed for want of a better term uh, pornography internet all those kind of uh, addictions that people work through because all of that has an impact on people's life and it has an impact on their finance and we also have a service called life skills which teaches people the basics of how to run life how to cook on a budget, or how to cook, full stop. How to read a council tax, uh, a council bill when you come through. How to understand an electricity bill. How to actually go around switching supplier. All those kind of things we teach people. As well as how to interact with the benefit system. How to talk to people, how to get the services they're entitled to. So, CAP though is known predominantly and it started as a debt service. How did it start? Well, it started by a guy called John Kirkby. Now, I've noticed in the programme there's a, a programme, new sheet, pretty posh, Stone after all, isn't it? Um, <laughs> noticed in the new sheet there was um, there's a uh, item around John. Now, John led a very colourful life, in his words, and uh, he he actually became very successful. He was in the finance industry. And um, he had all the trappings of the finance industry. I say I'm in the finance industry, just the other end of it. Um, but uh, he was in the finance industry and um, he had a beautiful home. He had a beautiful wife, lovely, you know, 2.4 kids, the dog, the car. Everything that we associate with material success in our world. But he'd overstretched himself. And when various financial crises came, he was laid off. And overnight, he went from hero to zero and found himself in about £78,000 worth of debt. Now, we are going back to 96, so it was worth a bit more then. And he lost his home, he lost his car, his marriage broke up. Everything went overnight. And he ended up in a one-roomed bedsit with his two kids sleeping on a sleeping bag, with people banging at the door for, him to, for repayments of his debts. And he felt it was hopeless. There was no way out. Where was he going to turn to? It was impossible. £78,000, just the interest alone, you weren't ever going to keep up with that, let alone eat. Heat, home, cook, all that kind of stuff, clothing, etc. But a friend who was an accountant came alongside him, and this accountant was a Christian. And he came alongside John and he said, John, we can get you out of this. Get together all your paperwork from all your banks and the statements and the debtors and the finance companies. Get it all together. Let's sit down. Let's go through the figures and let's work out, based on what you're incoming, which at that time was benefit, let's work out what you've got. We're going to go and talk to all the creditors. We'll put plans and arrangements in place and we're going to get you out of debt. We're going to take the pressure off you of worrying about dealing with it so you can focus on getting your life back. You can focus on getting your job back and all that kind of stuff. John, as a result of that, 
was able to get a new job in the finance industry and actually get back the kind of lifestyle that he had had previously. But in the meantime, he'd also gone to church with the accountant and become a Christian. He'd become, come to faith. And he felt very clearly God saying to him, John, right, okay, I've given it you all back, but I now want you to give it all up again for me. And I want you to found an organisation called Christians Against Poverty to help people get out of what you've been through. Because you've been there, you know the feelings, you know the heartache, you know the anxiety. That's what I want you to do. And John, after much debate and discussion with his wife and prayer, gave up the job, gave back the car, and they set about establishing Christians Against Poverty. And that was in 1996. So John has been honoured in very ways. He's got an honorary doctorate from the University of Bradford, and he's recently picked up a CBE from Her Majesty the Queen for his work. So that was starting in Bradford, and now it's across the whole of the UK. In fact, it's across not just the UK. CAP is in Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, and it's just going into the USA, mainly because in those countries, the law around debt is very similar to UK law. Scotland is different. We have a different law in Scotland for debt. Why? Why? Well, there we go. Because it's Scotland. There we go. We have to paddle our own canoe, don't we, up here? Now, CAP is of such a size, we are consulted by government. We lobby government. Um, but we are consulted by government on issues around poverty and debt and finance. We have relationships with all the major financial institutions. In fact, it is really good corporate social responsibility for them to be seen with us. They come to our dinners, they consult with us, they meet with us. They do support us financially in a certain way, which I'll talk about later. Every six minutes, CAP gets a call to its new inquiries team in Bradford. Every six minutes. People who are absolutely desperate. You are my only hope. I've been in this situation on average for two and a half years before people actually reach out, because we don't talk about debt. We don't talk about our financial problems. We try to keep the wheels on the bus as long as we can, so nobody notices. So by the time they come to us, the wheels are well and truly off the bus. The wing nuts have gone, and the front is heading in, into, into a verge. We regulated by the same regulations of the banks. So the same security of our IT systems, the same training for us, as uh, debt coaches, the same training for the teams in Bradford, uh, up to the standard of the Financial Conduct Authority. We have to tick all of the boxes. And obviously that is a major challenge for a charity, such as ourselves. But when you think about it, CAP is handling the equivalent of what a small bank in the UK might now handle through it on a daily basis. So how do people get into debt? How do people go from like John, hero to zero? Well, in John's case, it was, it was unemployment. He'd overstretched himself, but he thought, you know, he, he could keep on top of everything based on his income. But when that goes, then suddenly, all the goalposts change. People sometimes say to me, well, isn't it people just overspending? Isn't it people just being extravagant over Christmas or just going crazy on credit cards. I would say across all our client base that I've seen, and our historical base, 
maybe one, maybe two accounts have actually been where someone's just gone mad with the credit card. And most of it is around um, unemployment, which has maybe become a result of illness, which has maybe been as a result of a family breakup. Mental health is a huge issue among clients with debt. It's a massive issue because people get to the point when there is so much crowding in, in their lives, the fact there's an envelope there which needs paying is just shove it to one side. Just keep it out of the way. So very, very few of our clients have actually got there by their own fault. It has happened by virtue of other circumstances, most of which are totally beyond their control. Totally beyond their control. And it comes from all different places. That debt can be not understanding interest rates and taking a payday loan with, dare I say, Wonga. I have to say, we danced the day that place went bust. At CAP, we danced the day Wonga went bust. What we just want to see is all the other feeding, lying, high interest rate payday lenders go the same way because they are basically highway robbers without the mask. That's all they are. Who can justify 3,000% interest rates? Quick quid, all those guys. They are lying, cheating, they are the devil of our modern society. They are a cancer in our modern society. Anybody work for them, by the way? <laughs> Seek your heart, people, if you do. Seek your heart. Another one is Bright House and those kind of people. Yes, it's only £1.20 a week, but you add that up and add that up, and actually you could go to John Lewis and get them to deliver it for half the price if you had the cash of that new washing machine. They'd probably even install it for you and take the old one away. But if you get a bright house, you might get a reconditioned one. You'll pay double the price and you'll have to pick it up and heaven help you if you miss a payment. Yeah, we're working on those guys too. So, all sorts of ways that people get into debt. So, they pick up the phone to cap. When they pluck up the courage, and it takes a huge amount of courage to break this taboo, they pick up the courage and they speak to some of our team down in Bradford, in Yorkshire. They all talk like that, don't they? Um, so I don't know why Scotland ever gets any clients. I don't know how they understand each other. You know, someone from Govan to someone in Bradford, yeah. Um, but anyway, they come onto the system and then based on, based on postcode, they get referred to the various centres around here. So yours, anybody from this area, you would be referred to Billy's Centre based here. The CAP service is completely free. There are many services out there who charge a commission for them to handle your debt service. There are many that are free. There are people like Step Change, which is all telephone based. There are Citizens Advice, who look after all sorts of areas. The debt is one piece of it. Um, there's people like PayPlan. They offer complimentary free services. And there are other organisations that, as part of their corporate social responsibility, they offer that free service, which is fantastic. But CAP is completely free. We do not charge our clients a single penny for our service. And every single penny they pay to us in a repayment plan or in whatever solution we come up for them goes to resolve that solution. We don't take anything for commission or our costs at all. So, how does CAP work? Why are we different? Well, when you've got citizen advice and all these other guys, whoops, why are we different? CAP, because we talked about the massive issue of mental health around... Um, around our clients in particular. We get to the point that clients 
don't even come out of the houses. Now, we're very fortunate in Scotland, we don't have bailiffs. Nobody can come to your door, get into your property and take goods out the front door to pay your debt like they do in England. And many of my colleagues face that challenge every day. In Scotland, our law is different, we don't have that. There are other ways that they can get that money, which in some ways create us bigger problems, but we don't have the issue of or the embarrassment of somebody walking in. So, many of our clients are fearful of leaving their homes. Even in Scotland, they're fearful of leaving their homes uh, because of the consequence of what, what they're going to do, where they're going to go. You know, they can't afford the bus fare, they haven't got a car, they can walk around, but on the other hand, they're probably cold because they're not heating the home properly and they certainly haven't got food in the cupboard. And there's children to be looked after. And maybe the children being kept off school because they can't afford the uniforms or they can't afford a proper pair of shoes. So we hit all those sort of challenges. The difference is we go to people's homes. So a client rings us, we set up an, a, a visit, and all our visits are home-based. Now, that comes with a number of challenges, but also a number of opportunities. One, when we walk into someone's home, you can tell what else is happening or what is the issue. Because there's no point putting a sticking plaster over the debt if the person's life is in chaos, which very often it is. So you'll walk into a home and you can tell quite quickly what other issues are going on. I've been into homes, well, a standard a piece of equipment in my bag. Anybody work in social work here? Anybody work in the social work, social services? No? Standard piece of kit in my bag, which was advice given to me by a social worker, was hand gel and rubber gloves. And also, always sit on a very, thir a very firm surface, just in case things come up and meet you. I have my cap clothes. Depending on the client, I will change into certain clothes, and when I come in, those go straight in the wash box. That is the chaos that some people's lives are in, that they're living in every day. I've also been weed on by dogs and all sorts of stuff as well. You don't get that as a local TSB bank manager, do you? No. Yes, part of the joy. So, the first visit, we go along, and that gives us an opportunity to assess the client's circumstances, to talk to them about why they're with us and all that kind of stuff, and introduce them to who CAP is. We make no qualms about the fact we're Christian. In fact, when they're in Bradford, they're told that when somebody visits, they will offer to pray with them. So we're quite upfront. And I have had clients walk in, and before I've even got across the front door, say, I don't want any of that religious stuff. Don't want that. And we go, that's fine. No problem at all. Our service is exactly the same. It's amazing by visit three, they'll take a prayer when they see things changing and happening. What sort of situations do we go into? Well, we then, as happened with John, we take all the paperwork away. So visit two, sometimes visit one, we take all the paperwork away. And that in itself just takes a huge pressure off the client's concern and worry because they've just got this paper and they have no idea where to start looking through it. Take it away, and then it's either Fiona <laughs> or one of my colleagues does it. The record is three of these, slightly fuller than this. And we take it home and we empty it. And then we start going through it. And that's the way some people run their financial life. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> It's a mess. This is actually our recycling bin. There's no confidential information in here. But that is the kind of stuff we get. Because people sometimes have got this stuff literally scattered all over the floor, all over the house. In cupboards, in drawers, tucked away, 
top of the fridge, under the fridge, behind the fridge. I've even had it in the fridge. Um, and in that is the nuggets that we need to actually understand and start unpicking like a, like a bucket of spaghetti their, their personal lives around the finance. So we go through it, and probably about 90% of it goes straight in the dustbin because it's marketing bump and it's, you know, buy this and have that and you need this and you must have that and here's a better Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff. So having gone through that, we get down to the debt collecting letters. So Sterling Park, they always do all the councils. We've got Alexander Adamson. They do some of the other councils. Um, Lomond, Lowell, all these kind of companies, we spot those now. And those companies are doing their job at the end of the day. They're doing the job that they're paid to do. We all have to contribute to our society in things like council tax and those kind of things. We, we don't have a choice about that. And those companies are doing what we need to do, which is collect the money. So we go through it and we pick it all up. Bank statements, council tax demands, red letters, lots and lots of red letters. But people have sometimes sat in that situation for maybe three years not opened a single letter in three years because they're fearful of what these letters are. So you'll see letter after letter after letter after letter after letter. Can you increase it? And then it's passed on and then it's sold on. So a debt can be sometimes sold on to different companies, maybe four or five different times. So you're unpicking all of this. Who do you actually owe the money to? And each time they're putting on a service fee. So the debt's going up all the time. So... Having done that, we then take all this paperwork, we put it into our systems, we record all sorts of other data as well, and then we send it down to our dear colleagues in Bradford. And they are the financial advisors who will go through and put together the budget. The priority of the budget is first and foremost the client. Now, if you go to the council, their priority is to get the council tax off you. If you go to the bank, their priority is to get their debt repaid. I mean, they, they do consider the fact you need to eat, but their first priority, they're a business, is to get their debt repaid. At CAP, our first priority is, can you eat? Can you keep the roof over your head? Can you keep clothes on your back? Can you keep your home warm? Can you have some sort of existence in your life? You need to have money put aside for dental treatment, maybe, or glasses. You need, you've got a home. You, you need to maintain it. You need to have clothes. And all of these budgets are put together with the client as being the first priority. For some of our clients, it's incredibly tight. But others, when we put it together, we sit down with them and we say, look, this is your budget and you can do it. And we support them hold their hand all the way through. They'll ring us up. I get texts all sorts of funny times of day and night. The other key thing that happens is we then go through and we work out who needs to get paid first and who needs to get paid last. So the way the system works is that we have priority debts. So your priority debts is anything that you don't have a choice about whether you take the debt. So council tax, you don't have a choice. You have to pay it. And the councils spread it over the year. That is an effect... Uh, credit that you're being given by the council. That's your first priority. A mortgage or rent, top priority. Gas and electric, top priority. Meter cards or direct debits. All your top priorities are your debts. Having covered your food and all that stuff already, these are the people that get paid first. 
Anybody else after that, any bank that's giving you a loan, the Wongas, the Quickquids, and all those guys, right at the back of the queue. And working with CAP, they generally, because if they don't, we bring in another piece of legislation called the DAS, where they have to stop interest and bank charges. So they have to sit and wait, maybe four or five years before they see a single penny. We'll throw them a pound, give them a pound a month, keep them quiet. But all the others, it's top priority to keep your, get, we're getting the wheels back on the bus of your life, your financial life. And when that's straight, everything else follows. You can think about work, you can think about life. You haven't got the stress knowing that the debt is being dealt with. So that's the budget that we take to them on the third visit and then we set up, set up the various plans and people work their way with a side of debt. And along that way, we hit bumps, we hit crisis, washing machine blows up and we have lots of links into all sorts of other organisations. The utility companies, uh, after they were fined for their mis-selling, there's a big, big pot of money where we can access for all sorts of things, for free washing machines, those type of things. So we know the people, we know people, as they say, we know people. So who are our clients? Well, could be sitting in front of me now, because remember, it's one of the last taboos. We don't talk about our finance. So there could be, well, people sitting right in front of me now from Uddingston or even Bothwell, who is actually sitting there thinking, I need to have a chat with this guy after this. Please do. Please, please, please. Even if it's a case of, I don't want to be seen in front of the congregation, but here's my card, can you ring me? Please, please, please do. Or you may know somebody else who, family, friend, relative, neighbour, whoever it may be, who you think, something not quite right. Do we have students here? Do we have students? Yeah? Have some students up there? Students. If you have any colleagues, if you have any fellow students who are in debt, get them to call us. We have quite a high suicide rate amongst students through debt. It's frightening. It's terrifying. And yes, the students have access to services through university, but it's the last taboo. You're studying at the University of Glasgow. Are you really going to go and tell the university that you're studying business and finance and you can't sort out your personal finances? Are you really going to do that? We have a story of the minister down south. He got a phone call very early one morning from his, uh, his sister to say his nephew had committed suicide. Why he committed suicide? He got off to university, first year, student loan, all that stuff, thought he was taking control of his life, he could do it. He took a £100 loan out with Wonga, the evil, vile, disgusting Wonga. I don't like these guys, you've probably picked up. £100 loan. And he hadn't been able to keep up the payments. And they called him and they texted him and they called him and they texted him. 24 contacts in a 24-hour period drove that boy to commit suicide over a hundred measly quid. They are the vile cancer of our modern society, these people. I sincerely hope that if they don't come to grace, they rot in hell because they inflict misery on our society like drug dealers do. As a consequence of that, his mother broken hearted, she died a few years later and then 
whose father passed away. All spiralled from that incident of that boy committing suicide. So students, please, 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 if you've got anybody who is not acting right, don't want to come out, oh, I've got loads of study to do, but you always come out. Not going forward to buy a round, not even buying a coffee. Those are the telltale signs. Not eating properly, so their skin, they're not well. Not that students eat brilliantly anyway, but their skin and that kind of thing. Those are the telltale signs that there may be debt. So please, please tell them about us. So many of our clients, benefits type things, we also have clients who are surgeons. We even had a client who was an accountant, for real, an accountant. He was so busy sorting out everybody else's finances, he forgot his own. We've had solicitors, but we've also had people, most of our clients are from a demographic that you would expect, who are reliant predominantly on benefits. And of course, we've had the universal credit changes, which has also impacted, not, not the principle of it, principle is sound, but the implementation of it has had a major impact on it. So we get clients from all sorts of backgrounds, all ages, all walks of life. I have a lady at the moment who was embezzled, well, fraudulently loans were taken out in her name by a daughter who has bipolar, so she suddenly became overnight in debt. I had another lady with mental health illness overnight suddenly in debt. So I'd like to show you a quick clip of um, some clients. These aren't our clients, but they are examples of clients that are on our books and we meet every day. My generation doesn't have financial problems. They keep anything like that to themselves. I was made redundant and couldn't meet my commitments. I allowed my debts to grow and grow. I had a nervous breakdown and I made two attempts at suicide. I was in despair. When I fled from an abusive relationship, I had lost everything and was getting deeper and deeper into debt. I felt very guilty and ashamed and uh, even contemplated suicide because then at least I could leave the children the life insurance policy. When I lost my job, I gave up. I didn't tell anyone about my debts. I just tried to forget about it by drinking. In the end, we were evicted and had to go to a homeless hostel. I thought about suicide a lot. It seemed like an easy answer. I thought if I wasn't here, then at least Jackie and the kids would be looked after. Thousands of people in our communities, our neighborhoods are in debt, suffering in silence. Every third person who calls Christians Against Poverty for help is actually suicidal. That is why we are on a mission to reach thousands of people before it's too late. We simply cannot sit back and watch debt destroy thousands of people's lives when we have got the answer. When I told my friend at school, um, it, was, it was a great relief when she told me that there was somebody who could help. I called Jo and uh, she was so friendly and when she came to my house, she was like an angel really because, you know, when you're struggling, 
and you don't need to talk to and somebody comes in and they can help you. It's like, it's like this hope, you know, you see this hope through this black cloud. The very, very first little seed was planted the day Owen walked through the door, because good things have only happened since he walked through. I don't think I'd ever met anybody that had such enthusiasm for helping people. I didn't like to talk about it with anyone else, but I felt no qualms about talking about it with Joe and, and Jeff, who came to see me. I can't tell you what a relief it was. It was absolutely superb. Didn't make any judgment about me. They took me as I was and as I am and said, right, we're going to get you out of this. She went and I sat, I sat over there on the, on the sofa and I cried because I cried with relief. It was just brilliant. She took all the paperwork, she did, a, she did the budget for me and I just knew if I stick to this budget, I, you know, we'll be fine. And that's what we did. With the structure that Cap give you, it changed my whole perspective. It makes you feel responsible again and it made me want to change. It made me want to get out of debt. Knowing that Cap was on my side and, and then also that the church, the Park Street Church was on my side as well, was great. Absolutely, completely changed my life from sheer desperation to now having a, a reason to live and a reason to be happy and a reason to go on. If Cap hadn't come into my life when it did, I'd be dead, simple as that. Cap's definitely saved my life. Definitely. I don't know where I'd be without Cap today. They've, they've just been amazing and I'm so grateful that they exist and that they care about people like me. When I look back now and think that how low I'd got, and it is only through Cap that we've come out of it, because without that, I don't think I'd have made it. The day I went debt-free was like a major celebration. I felt such freedom, I felt so liberated. I felt good that I had paid all the debt back because I wanted to pay it back. So it was amazing, absolute freedom. So many things have happened and so many things that occurred in my life that now that I know are because A, I pray, and B, because I, I believe. So an example of some of the some clients, any one of those could have been clients that we have in, um, in Cumbernault and Kirk and Tillich. Um, we have had clients commit suicide in our centre who, in fact, the tragedy of it was she had just gone debt-free. But there were so many other issues in her life which we were desperately supporting with her. And she'd just gone debt-free. And we had lost contact with her for a few days. And... Um, we put two and two together with a few neighbours and um, saw that the dog was at the, the window, which wasn't, was unusual, shop washing on the line, and eventually called the police and they broke in and she'd hanged herself. And um, that was tough. That was tough. You don't get the local bank manager having to deal with that kind of stuff, I guess. So, but the good news is, there's two lots of good news. One is, when we walk in the door, hope walks in the door. As you heard them say, it was, they couldn't see a way out of it. But when they contacted Cap and we walked through their front door, we didn't get them to come to us, we walked through their front door. We are hope walking in. We are hope out of debt, but we also bring in the hope of freedom in Christ as well. So it's not just about getting your life back together, but it's really about getting your life back together that we, we're an evangelical organisation that happens to do debt. 
is the way John Kirkby talks about us. So some of the clients we've had who have since become really great friends. We had a lady called Christine. I can use her name because she stood up at a charity dinner for the Forge Cap over in Edinburgh with the great and good of Edinburgh and, and spoke to a room of 300 people. I mean, I think she just never perceived could ever happen in her entire life. She works. She has, um, she's escaped various abusive relationships which have been as a result of alcohol abuse and drugs. She has uh, a mentally ill son. And because of various issues around benefits and all that, she was okay. And then overnight, because they did a recap and DWP joined up with HMRC and all this kind of stuff, she suddenly realised that or they did a calculation that said her housing benefit was, was way out of date and that they went back over five years. And suddenly she went from fine to owing 2,000 and then 5,000 and then 7,000 pounds in overpaid housing benefit, among other things. Everything else was fine. There was no credit cards, there was nothing, just the council. And unfortunately, Falkirk Council, I have to say, are quite aggressive in some of their techniques as to how they, um, how they recoup debt. We sat for a long time with the agency that had referred it to us, which is Scottish Families for Drug and Alcohol Abuse. We sat with Christine, surrounded by paper, not quite as bad as this, at least it was all on the table, all in different places. And she kept shuffling it and crying and crying and crying for two years. She had been bounced around the, the advice service of the council. She'd been bounced around various places. She'd also been told that she should be lucky she wasn't going to be done for fraud because they claimed that this benefit had been claimed illegally. It wasn't. We got the paperwork together. The calculation was correct, but it was just one of those things in life. Because her son was so mentally ill, they thought he was working because he couldn't sign on. So they adjusted all the housing benefits. So Christine went through a process called MAP, which is called a Minimal Asset Process. It's a way of going bankrupt light, basically, in, the UK, in, in Scotland, not in England. So we got her through that, and she went debt-free in about three months. But boy, did we get through a lot of tissues. And her paperwork was, can you imagine two big A4 binders, two of those, and that was just her paperwork. So we sit, and we go through it, and we go through it, and we understand, and we write, and we digest, and we ring people and call people and we set it all up. So that was Christine. And she's now, the, word she, the phrase she used when she was talking is she said, for the first time in three years, I sat on my veranda, she's got a lovely little house with a veranda on it, I sat on my veranda and I listened to the birds sing. That's freedom. That is breaking free of the shackles of debt, that you can actually listen to the birds sing again. We've had other clients, another guy, senior, senior, senior project manager, worked in finance, advised Bank of America, Bank of England, all these kind of people. And through home situations and alcohol, <coughs> he became um, that he couldn't face life. Again, he picked up the phone to Cap and he's now working with us. And he's this far from coming to the Lord. This close. So pray for him. I can't give you his name, but pray for him. We had another guy who came to us and uh, his mother had passed away. Paperwork like this all over the floor. We picked all up, put it together. In there was the fact that he was the sole executor of his mother's will and he hadn't done a thing about it. So we did his will. We sorted out his will for him. And then his father passed away 
and we sorted out that one too. And as a result, he was able to go debt-free pretty quickly. It's handy to have solicitors in the church who can stamp things for nothing. Um, I've talked about Sharon with her suicide. That's the downside. But the upside is, at Kirky, we've had about five people go debt-free in this year alone. And when they do, it's a celebration. It really is a celebration. So, as I said, we are hope walking into these people's lives. In fact, it is so stressful, because the last thing you do is afford a holiday. Cap even take people away completely free for the weekend up to Gartmoor House and just say, forget your life, forget the work, just come and have a weekend away where you're served, where you're cared for, where you're loved by a team that come up from Bradford, and it's a completely free holiday for them. Fantastic break and a fantastic relief. How do people find out about us? Well, me coming to places like this and talking about it and letting you know, gossip this stuff around the town. Gossip it. Let people know that we exist. I want Billy ringing me up going, stop, I'm too busy. Gossip it around the town. We work with, very closely with DWP. We have a national agreement with DWP. We get a lot of people referred to us from there. I have a radio slot on Revival Radio once a month, which you think is this Tuesday? I think it is, yeah, 10 o'clock. So, Revival Radio, is it 10 or 11? I think it's 10, I better get there for 10. <laughs> um, a lot of doctors, social services refer people to us, um, third sector housing associations, even the banks now, in Kirk and Tillock, all the banks know we are where we are. So if our clients walk in, I can say to a client who's nervous, terrified about going to talk to the bank because they owe them thousands, is you're not going to talk to the bank, you're going to talk to Alistair and tell him Colin sent you. That's a totally different relationship. Or pop down and see, pop down and see Leslie in Barclays. That's a totally different relationship that that person now has. In fact, I'll tell you what, I'll ring them up, I'll even come with you if you want. That is the difference that our service brings. And that's where we get a lot of our clients coming in. Even Martin Lewis, you've heard of Martin Lewis, the finance man. He says, CAP is unsurpassed in its debt support. We are highly, highly regarded within the debt industry and our man and our have won numerous awards. As we saw some of the figures, 75% of clients have mental health issues. The figure there was one in three for suicide. That's now about 38% have considered suicide, with 11% actually attempting suicide over debt. Not over just everything else, but over debt. The thought of there is no way out. Debt destroys lives. It destroys families. That's why I talk about some of these guys being a cancer, a drug dealer of our modern day. But at CAP, we can rebuild lives. We can rebuild families. We had a couple who sat in the bank and said, we're going to split the bank account because we're getting divorced. And while the bank manager was out and they came back in and they said, let's give it another go because we're with CAP. Let's give it another go. And they're still together with two children. So that is the difference we make in these lives. Why do we do it? Because I tell you, from what I used to do, I'm paid by the church. Well, there you go. You can imagine the difference that that's made to us. First of all, Jesus calls us to be ambassadors to speak up for him. And that's from 2 Corinthians. And also in Proverbs, it said God calls us to speak up for the poor. It's an instruction. It's the Christian way of life, to speak up for the poor. Not the ones that are at it, and we all know I have some clients that are at it, but they don't tend to stick with us long. 
but the vast majority are people who need to be a voice to speak up for them. Why do I do it? <laughs> I used to have a very, very successful career, project management. I still do. In 2016, December, I was diagnosed with a, a very rare blood cancer, and I had to give up my very comfortable um, contracting business and go through treatment, all the chemo and all that good stuff. And at the end of that, I honestly thought, what was going to be the future for me? And I remember it was, I was taken to hospital with a really bad infection, as happens when you have chemo, at the end of April. It was over Easter. And I remember lying in the bed in terrible pain and saying to God, what are you going to do with this broken body? What are you going to do with it? I can barely walk. And I'm in agony. And I've been through this treatment. And it's the type of cancer that's never going to go away. I've got it for life. And clear as a bell, I've never heard God speak so clearly to me. He said, finished? I haven't even started with you yet. And that's why I do CAP. I do the other stuff as well, because it keeps me handy. But that's why I do CAP. It is the most frustrating, irritating, irate. You just sometimes want to get the client and just say, just go and get the bank statement. But the most rewarding job I've ever had in my entire life. And I've had many, many weird and wonderful things I've worked on in my life. That's why I do CAP. That's why I do it. We call to do it. It's our Christian duty to do it. Now, as I said, I'm going to be very direct here. As I said, our service is completely free to our clients. But there's a cost. We have to run an operation which is the equivalent of running a bank for all its security measures and all that kind of thing. It costs us about £5 to pick up the phone to take, to, a, to take a call to our new inquiries. And we have people called life changers who are happy to support our work through a regular giving, be that 5 10 15 wherever you can afford. A pound, we'll happily take it. We've got some leaflets over there. And if you want to sign up today, like all good things like this, you get a free book. Which is the story of John telling you about how he set up CAP and also about some of the people who've been through the CAP journey. I would love you to become life changers in this place. It's happening already. There are people in Uddingston who are using the service. I spoke to Billy the other day uh, and he is booked out. We are booked out till May. He is booked out till May as well. And we pull people forward as quickly as we can. But the demand on our services is huge, particularly at the moment. And who knows what Brexit's going to do to us? Who knows what's down the road? So if you are in a position, your first giving is always to the, the, the uh, congregation here, absolutely. But if you are in a position to be able to support us, we would dearly love to know that we've got people here who are able to support us on a regular monthly basis. Like I say, we have the forms there. So in summary, CAP is mainly debt, but we have three other services, Job Club, Fresh Start and Life Skills. We have a unique approach, absolutely unique. But we're not only just doing debt, we're bringing the gospel as well. Our support is not just about let's sort out your finances, it's about let's sort out your life. And let's sort out your spiritual life as well. Let's show you the freedom that there is in Christ. And many, many clients come to faith. We are changing lives. We are saving families. We are saving lives. We are literally saving lives. And what can you do for us? Well, we talked about one option, but if that's not for you, prayer. Please pray for our work. Please pray for Billy. 
and the team here, please pray for us up in Kirkintillock and Cumbernauld. And please pray for the teams in Bradford because we are facing really challenging times and we are going into some really, really quite frightening situations as well with family situations and drugs and alcohol and families that don't actually accept what is going on. So that's the journey out of debt that someone gets as their book. We do fact finds. Your entire life goes into that. It's all computerised now, but we carry it encased, as very often is. There's no power supply, or there's no Wi-Fi, or there's both. We get them to fill in all sorts of paperwork that the, the FCA say we have to do, but we keep it in the plainest English we possibly can. And then once we've done that, they pay once into us, we distribute the finances for them, including saving for them and we put them through bankruptcy, or we put them through repayment, or we put them through a whole host of options that are available to get out of debt. And people find freedom from debt, freedom in Christ, and a new life awaits them. That, people, is the work of CAP, and I really thank you again for the opportunity to come and talk to you about it today. Thank you. Thank you for bringing Colin amongst us this morning and for opening up to us, probably to most of us, insight into the work of Christians Against Poverty. We do thank you for Colin. We thank you for Billy, based at View Park Church. Thank you for that ministry. Thank you for those lives that have been set free from debt, and also of how through that ministry, that practical wisdom and guidance and advocacy that they have, that through that they have also been able to bear witness to the one who is a great advocate the one who is our debt-bearer, Jesus Christ, whose abundant and generous love seeks all. And so we do pray a blessing upon the work of CAP, especially in these very challenging days for our nation. The needs are not reducing but increasing. We pray, Lord, that you would help not only those who are maybe how would you say it, more obviously need, but perhaps folks, yes, like ourselves, who are dressed and have the language and perhaps the outward appearance and yet have found themselves in very trying financial and associated difficulties. And we do pray that you would help us as a Christian fellowship to be a place where people can not only be welcomed and to be loved, but to be able to be open and to be able to explore the things that are going on in their lives. And so we ask for that ongoing work amongst your church here within our community, down here in this part of Erdingston. Thank you for the work of Park Parish Church and its ministry with the food bank and the clothing bank, as well as with CAP. We see that the fields are white unto harvest, Lord. Send us out as harvest workers in your field, we pray. All for the glory and honor of Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Park Church Podcast. I hope you enjoy the sermon.